Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes, and everyone in between, welcome to Flip the Switch, the greatest Nintendo Switch podcast in the world, or hopefully soon to be. Uh, I am Captain Probeard. I am your dear friend who is hosting the show. And uh, if you want to catch me on Twitter, where you know I announce when I'm going to be live on certain channels, whether that be Twitch or DLive, or you hear my random random tweets about random things, you can catch me uh, on twitter.com slash b-r-a-d-t-r-o-n-i-x or just at bradtronix, b-r-a-d-t-r-o-n-i-x. Or if you're on the Amino app, you can catch me on the JRPG's Amino community, which uh, I tend to do a fair amount of posting there. Got a lot of excellent people there as well. Uh, Or you can catch me on the Nintendo Switch Amino So, with that said, let's uh, go ahead and move right into the show. So, for those who are not aware, there was a Super Mario Maker 2 Direct just a few days ago. Now, uh, I apologize that this podcast was late. There were a few things that got in the way, and I'm going to have to rush this one as well, but I will get through as much as I can because we got a lot to talk about. But uh, Super Mario Maker 2 Direct came out. Now, there's not a whole lot to talk about here, but there was something cool that was announced. Uh... With the, at least for the Nintendo Switch Online owners, those of you that have the Nintendo Switch Online, you can buy what's called the Nintendo Switch Online Vouchers, which I think is actually kind of a cool idea. You pay a hundred bucks and you can get, uh, you can get two games with that hundred bucks. Now, right now, I think for the most part, it's Nintendo games, but they just announced that Astro Chain, which is coming out pretty soon, uh, in August, I believe is on that list for things that you can buy with those vouchers. So instead of paying 120 bucks for a couple of games, you pay 100 you get 20 bucks off. I think that's kind of a cool idea. So, uh, yeah, for those Nintendo Switch online owners out there, uh, including myself, that's kind of a cool deal. I might actually capitalize on that for my wife's birthday. Don't tell her, but that's probably going to happen. Let's see what else happened. Uh, multiplayer was announced for Super Mario Maker 2, as well as a bunch of new features. I'm not going to go through all the features, but there's, like, escalators with buttons, and there's, like, uh, oh, what else was there? Oh, there was so much going on. Uh, I, I watched the Direct once and was just, I don't know, <laughs> my mind just, I lost my mind. There was so much packed in there. There's so much possibility in the fact that there's the availability for four-player uh, four player co-op. That's just amazing. And the fact that two players can build levels now, that's super cool. I think that's something that Mario Maker has always needed. And there's just, there's just a whole slew of new options that you can do. So it, if you don't know much about Mario Maker 2 or you've never played Mario Maker, I owned... Let's see, I owned the one on Wii U and I owned the one on the 3DS. I didn't particularly love it. I don't know. You guys know my opinion on 2D platformers. I, that's that's before my time. <laughs> and so I never really got super into 2D platformers. But I see their value, particularly when it comes to Mario and Mario Maker, which is just... I mean, that's so cool that you can go in and just build your own levels, and now you get even more freedom, and you can... Yeah, I don't know. It's so cool. Uh, moving on. Actually, just yesterday, THQ Nordic, which are the guys behind uh, Darksiders... Uh, let's see. They they really, they really published a battle... Oh, excuse me. They published Battle Chasers Night War. They 
they uh, have published a slew of Nintendo Switch titles, uh, ports. Uh, they have announced that they have two new 2019 games to announce at E3. What these 2019 games are, I don't know, but I can guess one of them, and that would be the uh, Darksiders 2 port, which we've heard rumors about. We even have a name for it. Uh, I believe it was a, it was a listing from some retailer. Uh, so I am guessing that's going to be one of them, which would be really cool to see. Uh, earlier this week, Animal Crossing news was guaranteed to be at E3, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 has a solid release date of the 19th of July, and that's pretty tight. If you guys have never played Ultimate Alliance, imagine uh, Diablo, but with Marvel characters, and a, a whole lot of them. And this time around, it's it's the whole, actually, from what I have heard, it's sort of like an in-between uh, Infinity Stone story. Like, um, it's not exactly the comic book story, nor is it exactly the movie story. It's like a fine... It's somewhere in between telling that kind of story. And from what I've heard, there's huge Marvel executives. There's there's one guy that actually wrote a, a bunch of Avengers comics that is involved uh, involved in the writing of this, of this game. And it looks really good. It's got local multiplayer and it's i don't know i loved the first one the second one was decent not amazing it was decent but it's an rpg so if you like rpgs dude this is an excellent game to pick up it's like i'm looking forward to it now for you jrpg fans out there i'm talking to you my buddy floops mary skelter 2 has been announced for switch it's digital only but it is coming to the west we don't have a solid date on that yet but i've heard that it's going to be before the end of the year. So, hey, that's pretty tight. Uh, Dauntless 2, not Dauntless 2, Dauntless, which if you guys don't know, Dauntless was a, uh, it was a PC game, uh, kind of an MMO style, but it was built like Monster Hunter. That's still coming to Switch. They've, they actually, the team that's building it just released some new uh, info regarding it, which I thought was, was really cool. And it looked really good, so hey, if you're looking forward to that, Dauntless is still coming. Uh, Rune Factory 5. Now, I don't know if this is good news or bad news, but Rune Factory 5 will not launch until after April 2020. Does that mean we're not going to see any news until then? Definitely not. I think we're going to see some news between, uh, I think between September and December uh, about Rune Factory 5. And we're going to get a solid release date probably around December, January. That's my guess. I'm not super solid on that, but that's my guess. But uh, we now know that it will not be releasing before April 2020, which is fine because we still have Room Factory 4 coming. We just don't know when. Now, I've heard a couple people ask me about this. What are my E3 predictions? And I was going to drop it in the question block, but I decided, you know what, let's drop it in the news. Because, uh, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff going on, a lot of Mario Maker stuff, a lot of E3 things that people have been talking about. Uh, we've had like three E3, no, two or three E3 things in the news today. So I thought, hey, let me go ahead and give you give you guys my E3 predictions. Now, we don't even know that Animal Crossing news is going to be to E3. I think because this is what Nintendo's been doing lately, uh, at least this year, they've been releasing two or two to three big hitters every month. 
So I think they're going to kind of do that same thing with E3. They're going to focus on two really big games, which I think are going to be Animal Crossing and Pokemon. Those are the two big ones that I think they're going to be doubling down on. Now, why do I think that? Because we have not seen... We already have seen a Nintendo Direct this month, and it had nothing to do with Pokemon. <laughs> so I think that Pokemon is going to be the heavy focus of E3. I didn't think that was going to be the case, because Nintendo usually tells the Pokemon story before E3 so they can talk about other stuff. But this time around, it seems that is not the case. But that's cool. You know, totally fine. And I think that's going to be really cool, really cool to see. Uh, let's see. I think we will have a Damon X Machina release date. Now, somebody asked me a little while ago if we have a solid release date on Damon X Machina. We do not, as far as we're aware, at least what I was aware back then, was there it was a summer 2019 re release schedule. Uh, the developers came out and restated, yes, summer 2019, that's the goal. Now, I think it's going to be in July. Maybe not. Uh, let's roll I think it's going to be in August because we have Astral Chain in August, and I think Nintendo is trying to do the to two big hits per month deal. So I think Damon X Machina is going to release in August. So that's my, that's my guess for Damon X Machina uh, E3. I think it's going to be there at least in form of a release date. Now, let's get into my crazy, crazy stuff. I think there's going to be a Kingdom Hearts announcement. E uh, Square Enix has been nailing the Switch with as much good content as they could. I mean, we saw uh, we, we saw Final Fantasy IX, then Final Fantasy VII, then Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, which if you haven't played, I haven't actually played it, but I've heard from everyone that has, they love it. It's They, they all say it's super fun. Uh, and then we had Final Fantasy X, X-10 to HD Remastered. Then we have Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, which I am still playing and still loving. If you have not picked that up, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> you don't have to pick it up, but I'm just saying it's really good. It's really fun. And uh, we still have Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles on the way at some point. I think we will actually see a release date uh, for that at E3, but I think there's going to be a Kingdom Hearts announcement because everybody's been asking for it for like I think ever since the Switch came out, and so uh, Square would be insane not to capitalize on that. Now I think we're going to see something Metroid. I do not think we're going to see Metroid Four, uh, Metroid Prime Four, but I do think we're going to see something Metroid related, uh, which. Everyone who predicts Metroid always is disappointed, but I, I think that's what's going to happen. So uh, if it happens, come back and uh, yeah, send me a tweet and tell me I was right because that will make me feel good about myself. Uh, Rune Factory 4 date, I think, will be announced. Okay, now this one's a little bit crazy. Now, for those of you who have been playing Splatoon, me and my wife play quite a bit. Every time there's a Splatfest, we get, we get like heavily back into it. And there's a Splatfest this weekend, so we're probably going to be playing quite a bit this weekend. But uh, I, uh, Nintendo announced that there there will be one final Splatfest, uh, essentially around the same time that Splatoon 2 released two years ago. So I think at E3 we're going to see a Splatoon 3 announcement. Uh, and I, I think it's just going to be basically Splatoon 2 with... Uh, new levels, improvements, and a better online service. So essentially, it's not going to be anything. It's not going to be that much better than Splatoon 2. It's just going to be more Splatoon and better Splatoon. So I think that's gonna that's gonna happen. I'm not positive, 
Again, these are just predictions. And that one's probably way out of left field. But I think that's going to happen. Now, I think another big third-party announcement is coming. I have no predictions on what that might be because who the freak knows. But I think there's going to be another big third-party announcement. Uh, whether that come from Bandai Namco, whether that come from Square, which I already said Kingdom Hearts is like my prediction for Square Enix. Whether it come from uh, like Ubisoft or EA, I doubt it's going to be EA because EA has been... EA says a lot and then doesn't do what they say. They, they talk the talk, they don't walk the walk. So I don't think we're going to hear anything from EA, at least anything that we would really want from EA. Uh, but there's going to be a big third-party announcement that nobody knows about until probably a few days before E3 something's going to leak and then uh, everybody in the game industry is going to freak out. Now, the last prediction I have is, again, a little bit out of left field, but it's something I would really want to see, and that's a Tekken 7 port. I want to see that so bad. I I used to play fighting games professionally. I used to play uh, Street Fighter for Arcade Edition. Uh, I was pretty good at it. I would I specialized with the uh, Adon and with uh, Ryu, which are two completely different character gameplay styles. But those are the two I specialized with. I was really good with them. And then I, I uh, was gone for a couple of years. I came back and I tried to do it again, and I was nowhere near what I could what I could do prior. Uh, I, I used to play tournaments with Street Fighter uh, Arcade Edition. I actually played a tournament with Street Fighter Cross Tekken. When I uh, came back after a couple of years, I actually jumped over to Tekken and started playing that, and I loved it so much more than I liked Street Fighter. It just felt more fluid. And I have never played Tekken 7 because I've never had a console to play it with. So I would like to see a Tekken 7 port because that would be great for me. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Send me a tweet. Let me know on Amino. Where, wherever I am, let me know what your E3 predictions are. I would love to hear them. Now, let's uh, talk about this week's games. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's release. Now, because we're doing this at the end of the week instead of the middle of the week, everything's already out. But, you know, that should be okay, right? Let's see, we've got Undead Horde, which was released, which I've seen a few things on. It looks decent, not great, but it looks decent. Uh, Super Life of Pixel, Guilty Gear, which uh, if you like fighting games, Guilty Gear is pretty fun. Uh, Octageddon, 39 Days to Mars, Darkwood, Coral, Project Nimbus, Thief Simulator, Pocket League Story, Your Toy, I, I don't know what that is, uh, Light Tracer, Guilty Gear, okay the first one I announced is Guilty Gear Double Cross, this one is just the original Guilty Gear. Uh, let's see, we got another Arcade Archives. What have we got? We got Arcade Archives Butasan. I don't know what that is, but cool. We got the Castlevania Anniversary Collection. That's pretty cool. If you like Castlevania, guys, that's like all the good ones. Uh, we got Devious Dungeon 2. At least I think it's all the good ones. I don't know. Konami has this thing about like announcing that they got something really cool in the, in the works and they release it and it's like, this is the worst thing that you could have done. You have so many other things that you could have done, and you did this, and why did you not do that, and you did this, and that's Konami. Uh, we got Akane. Sorry, I'm just going to go ahead and keep moving forward. We got a Steven Universe game, uh, Chicken Rider, 
And that is the end of this week's games. Actually, next week we're going to have quite a few more. Holy cow. We got some heavy hitters next week. Let me go ahead and uh, run you off a few of the heavy hitters next week. Team Sonic Racing is coming out next week. Adelia, uh, Adelia Lulua is coming out next week. If you like RPGs, JRPGs, Adelia series from uh, Koya Tecmo is actually pretty good. Assassin's Creed 3, we've got the Resident Evils. we got, oh man. Next week's going to be packed full. Uh, if there's nothing this week that you're interested in, dude, hold on to your wallet because next week is probably going to knock you out. It's going to, yeah, I'm definitely thinking about it. Uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and get into this week's deals. What do you, what do you say? Okay, this week in the eShop, we got Minecraft for 20 bucks instead of 30 Shovel Knight Treasure Trove for $12.49, 50% off. That's pretty cool. Uh, SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Heist are both still 70% off. SteamWorld Dig sitting at, sitting at 3 bucks, and SteamWorld Heist sitting at uh, 6 For the King, which is a new... It's kind of like a tabletop RPG game. But it's currently set at $20 instead of $25. So, did you get 5% off? That's pretty, What is it? Like 20% off? 20% off. That's pretty cool. Uh, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Instead of 60 bucks, Guys, this is down to less than 20 that's freaking phenomenal. If you've never, if you never picked that up, this guy is definitely worth it. Uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate is on sale, but I don't know how much because I already bought it and it will not tell me. So, bummer there. Bastion, which if you're looking for a good indie game, Bastion's probably the best, uh, and it is sitting 50% off at uh, 750. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, Dead Cells is 20% off again, a really good indie game. Uh, that's sitting at 20 bucks right now. Wizard of Legend, which is a phenomenal indie game, is sitting at uh, 10.40, which is great. If you haven't picked up Wizard of Legend, I would recommend that one too. Uh, Okami is sitting at five bucks off. You're looking at 15 dollars for Okami, which if you've never played Okami and you like that uh, Zelda style game, that's a good one to try. Uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas. Now this game is always on sale and currently at 30 bucks digital. Digital. If you have not picked up Starlink, it's so much fun and they just added some dlc we got some more probably coming down the pipeline more than likely uh, i would recommend it now rayman legends is sitting at 60 percent off at 16 dollars instead of 40 if you if you like rayman and you want, want to play rayman legends it has a good time ukulele still 50 percent off sitting at 20 bucks uh let's see what else we got we got fast rmx i don't see a price there but that's because i bought it and it's really fun uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2, instead of sitting at 20 bucks, you're looking at 14. Uh, Street Fighter Anniversary Collection is sitting at $26 instead of uh, third instead of 40. Pardon me. Uh, it's about 35% off. That's pretty good. Just Dance games are what? They're like 60% off each. Uh, we got quite we got quite a few sales. Uh, if none of those have perked your interest, there's so many. We got Rhyme on sale for what 50% off there's a lot of good sales right now uh, so if you're if you're struggling for money and uh, by the way we do have a $20 eShop gift card we're going to giving away we're going to announce the winner during the question block so stick around for that uh, and you can use it toward one of the games that we've mentioned here if you don't already have them so that's cool Oop, messed things up alright cool now we're going to go ahead and move right along. We're going to get into our uh, top 10 this week, which is top 10 games to play with friends and family. 
Now, guys, there were so many interesting top tens that I that I wanted to do, but as I do with my top tens, I try and make them. Pardon that noise. I dropped the microphone. <laughs> okay, uh, top ten. All of my top tens, I try to make pertinent to you guys. Now, uh, at the same time, it's still my opinions, but there are top ten top ten games that I recommend for the Switch, and these top 10 games are things that you can play with friends and family. Maybe not directly, but uh, things that you can play with friends and family that are a lot of fun to play with friends and family. Number 10, Super Mario Party. And this one, you can do local co-op. And it is, I actually think Super Mario Party is a lot of fun. A lot of people did not love it, but it went back to that old school style of Mario Party, which there's always that random aspect, you know, the worst, the worst player kind of gets hand-fed uh, everything at the very end, but still... You know, it, it's it's a lot of fun. I would recommend it. Uh, Jackbox Party Pack 5, which is, I think it's the cheapest one that's on the Switch. And this is a weird recommendation for me because, uh, I don't know, it's not something that I would normally recommend because it's not exactly a big, robust, fantastic game. It's just a pack of uh, a couple of essentially board games that you play on your TV. But... Every single time my wife and I host a party at our house, whether it be with some friends, whether her family comes up, whether my family comes up, you know, whatever. Anytime there's anyone over at our house, we pull out Jackbox Party Pack 5 and we always have a blast. It's so much fun. It's pretty cheap and it's a lot of fun. Number eight, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Now, again, this is not this is a single player game. The reason I put it here is because I thought it would be kind of fun if uh, I bought it for my wife and I bought it for me. I got Pikachu, she got Eevee, and we kind of played it side by side, and it was her first time playing a Pokemon game. She didn't love it in the end, which is fine, but we had fun while we were playing it together, and that was kind of the idea, was, uh, you know, you'd do do like this quote-unquote Soul Link, which, if you guys know what that is, uh, it's kind of like a Nuzlocke, but it's not. <laughs> uh, we, didn't, we didn't do like Hardcore Soul Link, because again, it was our first time playing a Pokemon game. So, uh, we just kind of... I don't know, wherever I was, she would kind of try and keep up with me on her Switch. And then we'd just stay in the same towns. We'd go to the same gym leaders. We, I mean, every single battle was completely different because she was new. I was not. So it was fun to play together. And that's something I would recommend. Number seven, keep talking and nobody explodes. Now, I don't know how much this game is right now, but I remember when it came to Switch, I was I, I lost my mind because this game is hilarious. One person gives instructions, one person has to essentially defuse a bomb. And it's so bizarre and so fun, I would recommend it. Uh, and also you can lose friends playing that game. <laughs> uh, number six is New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe for the Switch. Now, I actually just wrote down the, uh, uh, what's it called, acronym? The, just the, the first letter, yeah. But, uh... And it has more letters than I think the actual name does. So, anyway, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe is actually really fun. I played it back on the Wii U, and I loved it then. I did not pick it up for the Switch, but I've played it on the Switch, and I played it with friends, and it's it's a lot of fun. I would recommend that. Now we get into the top five. Now this one is actually in order for me. The other <laughs> six or ten are never in order. They're just kind of like, uh, here are some ideas, but top five, I think, are actually in order for me. Number five, Portal Knights. Now, this is another one my wife and I play together, 
every single time we play it together, we have so much fun playing it together. Uh, it's it's kind of like Minecraft, but it has RPG elements, so you level up, you build your character as like a knight or a ranger or a mage or whatever, and you go to all these different worlds and gather blocks or materials or uh, you fight enemies, you unlock other worlds, and it's it's so much fun playing multiplayer. That's a game that's meant to be played multiplayer. Number four is Diablo 3. I just noticed I put a, a I put a three equal at number four and a sequel at number two at number three. So there yeah, there's gonna be weird numbers here for a second. Okay, number four, Diablo 3. Now Diablo 3 is uh, an action RPG and I think it's a lot of fun. And it's even more fun when you have other players with you. So hey, if you're on Nintendo Switch Amino and you have Diablo 3, uh send send me a, a chat message and uh you know, let me uh, let me know, and we'll swap we'll swap friend codes, and we'll play uh, Diablo three. Or if you're on the JRPGs, you know, do that as well, because I would love to play Diablo three with you. It's so much fun to play with friends. Uh, number three, Splatoon two. Again, this is a single player game, but my wife and I, like I said, we always uh, we always jump into online together, and. The thing I don't like is about Splatoon 2's algorithm, and this is why I would love to see Splatoon 3 announced, because I think they could fix this, is because it's always randomized. You never play on the same team with your friends. And I think that's kind of dumb. I think it's okay, but I think it's dumb overall, because I would like to always play on the same side with my wife instead of me or her constantly shooting each other and, you know, splatting each other uh, and always have, having that sort of competitive deal going on like it's not that bad in the end we're okay but <laughs> there's i mean she gets mad when i splat her i'm okay when she splats me because i'm not super super competitive with uh people i care about and with everybody else but not with people i care about so uh splatoon 2 is a lot of fun but if uh, you don't want to splat someone you care about you may just want to do like private battles or, or league battles you can actually always be on the same team in league battles takes a while to get there but that's a possibility number two super smash bros ultimate why is this number two because i put it there uh but it's a great game to play with friends uh i've only played it once with uh, some some of my wife's friends uh well my wife's friend and, and her fiance uh we all kind of sat and played super smash bros ultimate together and we had a lot of fun it was, it was a blast. That's definitely a game that you should be playing with friends. Uh, number one, Mario Kart 8. Now, why is this a number one instead of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? I don't know. Hate me. I don't care. But Mario Kart 8, I've had a lot more fun with, and that's because my wife and I are always playing Mario Kart 8 together. Uh, we, we rarely play it single player. We're always playing together, whether that be the battles, which, by the way, the balloon battle, which is the classic one, is the worst battle of all the battles that's in Mario Kart 8, which is saying something. Because they're so much fun, uh, but the racing is the racing is fantastic. The roster is gigantic. I don't know. Mario Kart Eight is just a lot of fun. Now, in terms of upcoming Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three, which uh, go figure that I would mention this, but player. But I think on the PlayStation Three version you can play four player. I don't remember exactly, but I think that's true. And it is so much more fun to play multiplayer on Marvel Ultimate Alliance because, I mean, you, 
You're, you can be playing as Wolverine and Captain America or Thor, and you got somebody else's Ghost Rider or uh, or Storm or uh, I don't know something crazy, Doctor Strange, uh, Miss Marvel, whatever. And there's just so much going on, and it's so loud and explosive. It, it's just I don't know. It's it's such a blast. And Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, I imagine, is going to be no different. So that's a that's a good one. Uh, honorable mentions. Now these the two that I have are fighting games, and that's because I I love fighting games. But they're uh, Street Ultra Street Fighter two for the Switch. Uh, that's a good that's a good uh multiplayer game to to I don't know. It's fun to kind of have bouts with friends and have like little tournaments and stuff. I think that's a lot of fun. And uh, the other honorable honorable mention is Mortal Kombat eleven. Again, it's just I just like playing fighting games with friends. I think that's a lot of fun. And now, guess what, guys? That's the end of our top 10. We're going to get into the question block. Now, for our question block today, we're going to go ahead and announce who won the $20 gift card. Now, the the person that won it last week never contacted me, which I feel so bad for. I'm, I'm sorry, JC. But, uh, I mean, if you're listening, listening to this, I'm sorry, dude. You you kind of never got a hold of me, so I didn't. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know whether you knew that you actually heard that you won or not. Uh, but this week, Julie Jan on the Nintendo Switch Amino. If you are listening, send me a chat message as soon as you hear this, because guess what? You won the twenty dollars gift card, and uh, just let me know that you've heard it here. And if you have, awesome, you've won. That's fantastic. Congratulations. And for everyone else, remember, this is not the only the only giveaway we're going to do. No, but I need you guys to do something for me. Go and tell family, friends, randos, whoever will listen to you about this podcast. Anyone that will, that likes Nintendo Switch, tell them about this podcast. Tell them to listen in. The more viewers we get, the more I am able to do something for you guys. I don't want to do single giveaways. I want to do multi-giveaways. So instead of having one winner, I want to have multiple winners. And that's because I want to give stuff to you guys, but you got to help me do that. So tell people, let everybody know about the podcast, have them listen to it, whatever you got to do, just get them listening to the podcast. So that way you help me so I can help you. You help me so I can help you. That's how this works. Cool. Let's get into the question block. Now Downs47, I, I'm so sorry, buddy. You, you did miss the... Uh, the twenty dollar giveaway giveaway post, but uh, you did have an excellent question. He asked, "Do you believe the Switch will be able to sustain itself as a competitor when the next console generation launches? What might be the strengths or weaknesses that will help or inhibit the Switch?" This is a beautifully worded question. Thank you so much, Downs. Uh, yes, I absolutely do believe that it can hold up against the competition, and it's strictly because Nintendo is freaking weird. <laughs> <laughs> they always do something so bizarre compared to everyone else. And that's kind of what always puts them up on top. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, Nintendo's just so good about it. it they're so good about doing something weird and catering to a larger audience and, uh, play. I mean, we already know PlayStation. Okay. Here, let me back up a little bit. 
What I think is going to happen with the future of games is I think it's going to be dedicated mostly to streaming. Not entirely, but mostly streaming games. We're already kind of moving in that direction. I think that's going to be the direction that we ended up end up mo- moving entirely toward. Whether, the, whether it works or not, I think that's kind of what everyone wants to see, at least in, in the industry. But um, Nintendo, I think, is going to do something a little bit different. Uh, now, we already know what PlayStation 5, which it, it's probably not going to be called that because uh, the guy that's been developing it has kind of dodged that name. What other people were trying to say it, and he kind of dodged saying it himself. So I don't think that's the name of it. But uh, he's come out and given a little, given a few details. Apparently, the PlayStation 5's processing power is ridiculous, like faster than any computer we have on the market right now. Uh, it's... Uh, its output is like 8K or something like that. Something weird, something huge. And uh, it, it will support physical games. It will be backwards compatible to the PlayStation 4, which is excellent. That's something Sony has refused to do, and it's something that a lot of a lot of uh, console makers are refusing to do these days, which is bizarre to me, but whatever. And I don't know. Like, they've got, they just got a bunch of things that they've announced for the PlayStation 5. And Xbox has come out and basically said it's going to be bigger, better, and it's not going to have any physical games. It's all going to be digital. That is kind of a detriment to it, but that's my opinion. Now, how Nintendo is going to combat that, or at least Nintendo Switch is going to combat that, we already know there's a few new Switch models that are coming out. One we're aware of has a better processor, and one we're aware of has is a smaller model. Now, if Nintendo decides to do like the new Nintendo Switch thing, which we know right now that they're working on something with a modestly better processor, that's not saying much for you know for what the Switch can do processor-wise, but it, I mean it's something. But I think they're going to do what they did with the new Nintendo 3DS. Like they had the 3DS come out, had a decent processor. New Nintendo 3DS came out, had a better processor. To the point they can port entire Wii games such as Xenoblade Chronicles 2 to the Nintendo 3DS. I think that's going to be the same thing with the Nintendo Switch. They're going to release a they're going to release a powerful model that's going to process better. It's probably going to look a little bit better, and uh, I don't know. We're I think we're going to see a, a better Nintendo Switch model. Now, in terms of strengths or weaknesses, Nintendo's biggest strength with the Switch is that it's portable. This is what makes it pretty much available to everybody you can play it on your tv and you can pick it up and go but i think what will make it better is if the resolution is better that's just something that matters to people it doesn't particularly matter to me as long as the frame rate doesn't chug and i can actually see what i'm doing i have no problem with resolution it looks fine to me uh but i remember playing splatoon for a while on on my uh on handheld and then i actually docked it and put it up on the tv and I was legitimately blown away by how good it looked. And that's just, you know, that's just for the Switch. But, you know, like I said, Nintendo never really dedicates itself to the graphics side of things. Which I think is awesome on their part. They always dedicate to the gameplay side of things, which is the side that matters to me the most. So, uh, that's where I sit with that. That's what I that's what I think Nintendo will do to to kind of push off their competition and keep moving forward their way. Now, uh, in the Nintendo Switch Amino, Captain RPG, thank you for the question. What is your opinion of Super Mario Maker 2 so far? 
I kind of gave my opinion. I think it looks really, really good compared to the first one. There's just so many new options available. I'm not in love with, again, <laughs> you know my opinions on 2D platformers. It is not high. It is not great. I, yeah. But Super Mario Maker 2 makes it possible that even if, you know, I could get I could get more into them because I can build things that would interest me, that I would be intrigued by. So I think if anyone is not interested in 2D platformers, my opinion for uh, Mario Maker 2 is someone wants to at least try, that would be the place to start. Uh, just because they can build something, make, you know, something that they would like. Then they can, they can go back and try other things that are similar to that because we got billions of them and uh, find other 2D platformer games that they would enjoy that have those similar aspects and move up from there. Now, Zephyrin, hey, what's up, buddy? Shout out to you, man. Uh, with all the buzz surrounding Mario Maker 2 lately, I was wondering if you prefer the 2D Mario platformers or the 3D ones, i.e. 64, Sunshine, Galaxy, Odyssey. I prefer the 3D ones. I think you all should should be aware of this by now. Uh, <laughs> I grew up with a Nintendo 64 and the Sega Dreamcast. So I distinctly remember always playing Super Mario 64 when I was a little kid. Also Virtual Fighter, Virtual Fighter for the Dreamcast, which by the way looks terrible, but I still like that blocky style. But Super Mario 64, also Star Wars Pod Racer, that was another big one that uh, I always played. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, anyway, I prefer the 3D Marios. Um, now, if you ask me what my favorite one was, it would probably be Odyssey, but I remember just a few days ago, I was watching something and, uh, what was it? Visual of a Super Mario 64 popped up, and I had, like, this hardcore nostalgia trip. Like, I just kind of, like, sat back in the couch, my entire body clenched, and I was like... I need this in my life. And I like got so excited and so happy just looking at Super Mario 64. And that is what we call nostalgia, dear children, which is in fact frowned upon in most societies. But it happened to me. Weird, right? Anyway, uh, that's all the questions that we have. We're going to cut this guy. Uh, actually, I try and shoot for about 35 minutes. It never happens. It ends up usually being like 45 or more. But today we got a little bit a uh, little bit shorter, which is awesome. We're a little bit closer to target. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or uh, if you want to let me know what you all are playing, which I forgot to do at the beginning of this episode. I'm so sorry. What are you guys playing? I'm playing uh, Final Fantasy XII and Dragon's Dogma because I can't decide which one I like better because I love them both. They're both great. What are you guys playing? Let me know. Tweet me at Bradtronics, B-R-A-D-T-R-O-N-I-X, or let me know on Amino. Uh, whether that be the JRPGs community or the Nintendo Switch community or any other community I'm a part of. I'm, I'm all over the place in there. But, hey, let me know. And if you have any questions, let me know. If you have any top 10 suggestions, let me know. I want to hear them all. And I, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. Uh, yeah, have a good one. Do, do your thing.